Hey everybody, welcome back to Lessons Learned, the podcast where we aim to turn our experiences into your wisdom. I'm Randy, here today with Chris, Jared, Joe, and Talon, and today we're going to be talking about career advancement and professional development. Chris, go ahead, take us into that. Hey, thanks a lot for the handoff there, Huckleberry Finn. So yeah, today, well, about two weeks ago, we got a message from a fan asking to cover this topic. So uh, we do appreciate that, and it makes it easier for us to come up with topics and talk about what you guys want to hear. So I'm going to go ahead and read off the message and uh, we'll dive into it. Hi, Lessons Learned team, exclamation point. Oh, let me restart. Hi, Lessons Learned team. I was wondering (laughs) if you might tackle the topic of career advancement, both military and otherwise, networking, success failures, growth, professionalism, and bringing females and people of different races in also. It's something I've struggled with because I'm an overachiever and being in the military myself, networking, I've gotten some tricky... Delicate situations professionally in my career. Do you I'd even love to read? know your perspective? So, I don't think you read very much. You big dumb. Was that shitty? No, you're okay. <laughs> no, Randy's just <laughs> being a dick. Oh, <laughs> you dick. Well, I mean, you two were staring at me like I just fucked up. I was confused. <laughs> we're just messing with you. I was like, guys, I'm reading. With the <laughs> 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 who gives a who? It, it was story time. You're we paying attention. <laughs> All right. All right, um, dive on in. So yeah, so career advancement. I mean, we could talk about that a lot. There's a, there's so many different avenues to to discuss with this topic. Um, so Jared, go ahead and kick us off, buddy. All right. Um, so I think it's uh, important to distinguish the difference between career advancement and progression. Um, that's one of the first things I thought of when I read that because. Oftentimes, it's interchangeable, and I hear it talked about interchangeably. Um, So the difference between advancement and progression is advancement is usually a formal title change, which often comes with an increase in pay, whereas progression is a change of responsibilities, formal or informal, and it doesn't necessarily come with a pay increase. Assistant regional manager. Assistant, Assistant to, the regional, to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah. I hate yeah. You. Um, so, yeah, like advancement, it may be obvious to the people around you, um, and everyone will know it's like, you know, changing or like changing rank from an E4 to an E5. Everyone's going to know that you're an NCO now. But progression is more like we become an instructor. We don't take on extra pay or anything. However, it is career progression, and it's something we can put on our uh, annual rating, um, like our annual performance report. Is that to like be a resume? Graded on. Um, so it's it's uh, an annual report that everyone has to fill out in the military, and it basically takes your year and puts it all on one sheet of paper, like as far as your accomplishments, uh, how you were just how you performed in the unit, in your job, in your office. We're supposed to be a unit. Yeah, and it's, it's it just it supposed to track your career progression. Like, you're talking about career progression. That's what, like, at least in the military, we have these performance reports. That way, your leaders can look at this and be like, hey, this is what they've done from this year compared to last year. And so, like, they want to see a progression. To yeah, see they want to see almost, like, self-betterment. Things. And, like, what, what yeah. are you doing to go above and beyond everybody else? So, like, for example, I finished school this year. I got my degree. So, that sets me right. apart for most people. So, that's pretty yeah. cool, too, because that's, like... I mean, I know you just said it's not necessarily a resume, but it's almost kind of like automatically updating your resume. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's a it's a snapshot of your year. Right. Um, That's cool. And it, it gives people like higher ups who are uh, deciding on whether or not uh, like what grade you get on it and everything. Yeah. Or, or where you stack up against your coworkers. It gives them, you know, a quick and easy like, uh, I don't know, 60 second once over. Yeah. So it's almost because like they got to go through tons in of those. the civilian world. Well, well, peer reviews is, is it's in the name. It's your peers. That would be like your coworkers seeing like what you've done and stuff like that. That's what well, this would be specifically for like your boss and like his boss and stuff like that well, to see we do, what you've when done. When we do, it's called like a peer review. Is our bosses basically rating us on you okay. know, what, oh. what we did over the last year? Well, then yeah, same thing. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I think that would actually be a cool concept that you could implement even or implement. Wow. New word. <laughs> That's guys. a good word. dude. Add, Words are hard. Add that to Webster's for me, please. Yep. Boom, um, implement into the civilian world. Uh, I think that would be a cool thing. Like you could do and you could do it on your own. But like, you know, if you go into your boss and you want to raise, you could say, OK, well, here's all the reasons why. Like, here's all the things I've done. Yeah, that's actually very smart. Um I mean, you can carry that with you for your whole career, like military or not. I mean, that's something as long as you keep that's that's like something military has taught me that I'm going to continue to do. Like, I'm not necessarily going to write my own EPR when I'm not in the military because that's just asinine. However, like keeping track of everything you've done is that's exactly like what Randy said. You can ask for that raise and you can back up like this is what I've done. I've progressed this way to get that career advancement. Boom. Look at that. Yeah, right. It's, it's no, the ammunition that you can that. give your boss. It's like, hey, this is what I've done this year. And I think I'm doing better than everyone else because I've done these things. And you can ask. Like, it's the ammunition for that raise or for that career career advancement. Yeah. Exactly. Even just keeping track of that just sets you apart from everyone else as well. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, I've got this spreadsheet, this Word doc, keeping track of everything. So it shows you care, you know, and yeah. it shows like, you know, what what the next steps are to take. And sometimes like the military does a good job of if you don't know what the next step is asking your supervisor or somebody else like that. They'll tell you exactly what you need to do. No, but I think also when you think about it, especially from the civilian perspective, how many other people are actually doing that? Like if you're up for a raise or promotion and it's kind of like between you and somebody else, what are the chances that somebody else is actually going to have something like that to present? Probably not unless they're told to do it. Right. right. Unless they they have some sort of training where they had to do that elsewhere. Like we will. I mean, that's something we're going to carry with us. So that, I mean, that sets you apart. For that career progression, nice words are hard. Actually, I'm tired. Let's let's <laughs> let's preface this episode Implimate. by saying, Jared went out and got drunk last night for the first time since I've known him. Really, um, I didn't sleep well. Talon's not feeling well. We're all tired. Randy yeah. went to the gym at seven o'clock. Thing. I mean, that's a good thing. That's why he's cutting me off. He's got energy and I don't. Uh, yeah. Sense. Took that pre workout. Still kicking in. Oh man. <laughs> so, um, I think the next. The next topic we want to hit from that message is diversity. Um, how to incorporate different genders, different races into into the workplace, and why that's important. Um, in my opinion, the military does not care whether you're male, female, black, white, Asian. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're all able to work, and they're going to put you to work. And I think that's really nice to have. Is like there's no judgment. We're all in it together. We're all friends because we've all gone through the same shit. Like. I did not know something like this could exist until I joined the military. Like a lot of the issues in the country with like divides and everything like that, it doesn't, it just doesn't exist in the military because you're all doing the same shit and it all sucks for everybody. 
So I think that's important. And it, it brings in so many different perspectives that like you're so successful because all these people have so many different backgrounds and like you can all bounce ideas off of each other. And it's really nice to have to ask like this person might have experience in something that you have no idea about. And it's so nice to have that. Even just being from a different part of the country, like you could reach out like, hey, have you ever experienced this? Yes. Okay, how can I progress in my career? How can I reach these milestones? Because I don't have any experience with any of this stuff. Can you help me out? Boom. It's, it's nice to have. Yeah, and I, I do want to say that as like the Air Force as a whole, it's pretty inclusive when it comes to diversity and everything like that. But I'm sure that there's probably some units out there with like some toxic leadership and like some personal biases and stuff like that that we maybe haven't experienced. But those are probably far and few between and like it, they're just i mean they're toxic toxic units at that point so yeah, I, i'm sure yeah, that they yeah. exist though yeah i don't i don't deny that. i'm not i'm not naive like it, it exists everywhere however mm-hmm. i think as a whole the military does a good job with that yeah and you talked about yeah, you talked kinda... about diversity and i think that can kind of flow into networking as well because you know these people from like all around the country or like for us when we became NCOs, we went to like ALS, so Airman Leadership School. We worked with people in a bunch of different career fields. So like you, like you know, someone that works like in the medical group now and stuff like that. You talk yep. to them about like co- when like COVID and stuff like that. If you need to go get tested or whatever. Yep. And like I know someone that works in finance. I know someone that works at like MPS and stuff like that. And like when I see them, they're like, you like they bump me up and like to get my appointments ready and stuff like that. So just meeting people from other career fields and everything like that makes big difference. Yeah, it helps a lot, like having those connections. And then and then people get out, you know, uh, who knows, like when they're work. Like, I know I have a friend that works for, for Lockheed Martin now. And I had a friend that worked for Boeing and he actually also works for Lockheed now. So, like, if I need to get out, he can tell me exactly what I need to do to get a job with a company like that. And he's already told me that. He So I have the stepping stones laid out for me if I did decide to get out of the military. And that's just networking. Like, it's awesome. It's so important. And never burn bridges. I mean, if you even if you don't like somebody, always be professional um, because you never know like when you might need their help or they have something to offer you or you can offer to them and just be friendly. Help them out. Yep. Never piss off anyone who's in finance. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, see, the Air Force is also very nice for uh, including people because the very first day that you get to basic training, you're just forced into a uh, a group of 50 or however many people and automatically you have to get along with each other and work together as a unit and you get to shower with each other on the first day get totally naked it's a great time (laughs) stop me when i'm wrong no like that's honestly true if you look at like other cultures so like even when it comes to i mean i talk about japan a lot but like they are big into like public bathing and stuff like that because when it comes down to it when everyone's naked you're all like it doesn't matter if you're a ceo of a company or if you're home like if you're like a homeless person it doesn't matter when at the end of the day when you're naked in a bath you're just a person at that point and like and the military literally like everyone strips down like you have to take you have to live with these people you have to take showers with them and you have to for two months you're stuck with like in the same room and in the same group with these people from whoever like you don't know where these people are from you don't know what their backgrounds are but you have to get used to them yeah you're forced into it yeah and that's like back like wrapping it back into the moving away from home um like getting out of your comfort zone man it's it's important because then you realize like oh if i network like i can i can move here and i could i can get a job in this state like it gives me opportunity to move and i know someone there and i know uh like what i need to do to get out of here so it's it's important man 
Man, on the heels of your comfort zone is complacency. On the heels of complacency is destruction. Uh-huh. Where's that from? Uh-oh. I don't know. Damn. Did you just make that up? <laughs> I know you did. No, I didn't make it I was up. Gonna say, that's too smart. <laughs> he heard it. I at heard some it somewhere. Point. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. a very good quote, though. Uh, I like so. what you said, Chris. Like being able to like move to different places because I think that's something. Like as as long as you've moved away at some point, you have so many career opportunities available to you at that point, because then you're not just like limited to like the career opportunities in your hometown. You could be like, I can move to this other town, like this other city. And even if it's in your same career field that you're already like doing in another city, you might be able to like be a lot more successful the compared to like your hometown or something like that. And be, being able to move around freely and having like that open mindedness about moving around that could really help someone's career out. Yeah, providing yourself with options is a good way to look at it. Mm. But um, yeah, that, that's really all I had to add. <laughs> I never understood. Uh, just to get a, like a little bit back onto the diversity topic, this was something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I never really understood the concept of discriminating against like a certain race or gender in the workplace because the way I see it is from a business perspective. It's a business. And as a business, I want to hire the best person for the job. So if I'm going to hire somebody to work for me and I want the most productivity and the person who's going to make me the most money, I really don't care if they're, you know, black, white, you know, just like you, Chris said, anything else. It doesn't matter if they're qualified and they're going to get the job done, then that should be the person who gets the job. And I understand, you know, like racism exists and sexism exists and, you know, you can't change the minds of those people, unfortunately, but I just think it's a stupid business move to not hire somebody that's more qualified because of, you know, race or uh, gender. Yeah, I, that's a good point. And I feel like that's slowly starting to go away. I mean, in order to like get into a job, you have that inclusion of, okay, you have a skill or it's a matter of mastery. And you can get in like with the military. That's that's the case. And I mean, you look at Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, uh, Joanne Bass. Is it Bass or Bass? Is it Bass <laughs> or Bass? I, do, I really don't know. Well, it's nice. Bass, man. I feel like the question never got answered. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's Bass. It's right. Bass. Yes. All right. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I thought it was Bass. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> well, the point I'm getting to is you see a lot of uh, women leaders right now in the military and it's it's pretty awesome to see however you're still gonna see some racism in the military and in your work environment wherever you are because as talon said he mentioned toxic leadership it's a matter of their childhood and where they grew up it doesn't happen in the military or in the workplace it's nothing that happens there uh well i won't say nothing but a majority of it is their childhood you know, uh, people grow up in different places with different types of parents and they grow up around different people who don't see everyone as equal. And it's unfortunate, but I mean, that's reality, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like Actually, the quicker you understand that, the quicker you'll understand different leaders in the in the military and yeah. in whatever work environment you're in. Yeah. And it's Real really quick. It could be a really um, subconscious thing, too. Real quick, oh, yeah. the the Miami Marlins just hired um, Kim. I, I'm going to butcher this. Kim Ning. Uh, as she the first woman GM, and I think I think it was all of sports, definitely in the MLB, but I think it was all of sports. Oh, wow! Damn, dang! And the NFL hired a female referee this year, didn't they? 
Uh, I think did so. They? That sounds oh. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. So you're definitely seeing like, you know, more, at you know, more um, diversity Inclusion. as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's something we're gonna struggle with. I mean, we're all white males on this podcast, so we also don't know what people go through because we've never experienced that ourselves. So we're gonna talk to the best of our knowledge. And clearly we're, we're a little naive because quite frankly, we haven't had to deal with it. So, um, it's something we know exists and we're aware of it. Uh, I feel like that's a big step. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so like just cutting that out and like being aware that it does exist and making sure like we don't do that ourselves is important. And then another thing is, so she doesn't, she doesn't mention this in the message, but sexism, like being a female in the military they get treated 100% differently. They do. It's, yeah. it's just a fact. Um, I can't imagine how many times they get hit on. You got to think. It's like probably an 85% male force. Like there's a lot of yeah. males versus females. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't even imagine. And then like you, you almost can't get treated differently though because you're expected to do the same job. However, you do like... I don't like again. I'm not a female, so I don't really know how that happens and what goes on there, but I know it does. Honestly, this could be a great topic to talk about in the future with like some guests on here or something like that. Get other perspectives about it. Yeah, but I sure. think even talking about this now from our perspective, I mean, I think it's something very helpful, at least for us to even talk about. So yeah, yeah. So right. how do you how do, how do you become successful? How do you not let this affect your work? And how do you you know, stop this from spreading in your unit. Say you do become, you're, you're advancing in your career. You become a manager one day. How do you make sure this stuff doesn't happen underneath you? How do you, how would you guys handle that? Hmm. That's a good question. You got to nip it in the bud. Yeah, but how? So I don't it's, know. It's, so... it's tough because if you don't know what's going on, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's like a two way street. Like, you know, you have to nip it in the bud as soon as you hear about it. But at the same time, it's up to the people that it's happening to to say something to you first. So you have to have some uh, effective communication. So you have to be able to um, take the leadership role and talk to your the people that you're above and see how they're feeling, what their experiences are, and establish that communication. That way you can actually develop solutions for that and help those under you advance in their careers as well. Yeah, I think it's important just to just like being that good leader we talked about a few episodes ago is um, exactly, you know, having that communication, being a follower as well, like sitting down and being on the same level as people so they can feel comfortable bringing these issues up to you if it does exist. Um, and then I think, say I was a manager, like just including everybody, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge, you know, I'm not going to um, like assign tasks to certain genders or whatnot, like everybody's the same level for me so that's what i would do is and just and just like talking just having that clear cut communication man that's that's key well i'd say i mean as a leader like let's say you're a brand new leader uh you're a brand new manager in the workforce or you just became an nco like there are ways to attack this like toxic leadership and it's you know with what did our work just do? We did a, what, a commander assessment or a squadron assessment, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, you know, you know that no, maybe like 1% of the lower enlisted are actually going to tell the truth about how they feel about their leadership. Yeah. 
So as a leader, it's your responsibility to talk to them, talk to your subordinates, talk to your coworkers, and ask them, like get their opinions uh, about how they really feel. And then you, like when you input all of your comments and everything on your leadership or your squadron or your company, that's where you input everything that they had to say. And, you know, you have, you hold more power, at least a little bit more power um, in the eyes of the company. So, yeah, I think as a leader, you should definitely take everyone's word into consideration, ask them their opinions, because most times they aren't going to tell the truth to their commander or their leadership. They're yeah, I'll be, be like, honest. You know, to their face, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a great guy. But then among their peers, they'll be like, that guy sucks. Yeah. What an idiot. It's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't fill that out. I didn't fill a survey out. Well, laziness. Is wow. not, I just didn't want to. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it's closed now and I actually wish I'd had. So that's something to consider is like, if you want your voice heard, say it professionally. But yeah. that was my opportunity to say, and I didn't say anything. And I definitely could have said a lot about some of the stuff we've talked about recently on the podcast. Um, and I regret that. So I mm-hmm. wish I had gone back. I'm glad we're talking about it. <clears throat> Next time I know, I will fill that out. It is it is a great tool because stuff like those surveys are completely anonymous. So yeah. you can you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, you're, we left that part out. Yeah. Yeah. And then like your leader like they they read it, but then their leaders read it as well. So they're they're being held accountable from above them, but then they also know like what people are saying about them. Like they're not just being told from like their boss what to do because they're seeing all the same stuff. So it's a it's a great tool and I think any company should really have like a survey like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like Michael Scott trying to get rid of Charles Minor. <laughs> and it's only My... it's only an annual thing, right? So uh I mean even when there isn't a big survey like that company wide or Air Force or squadron wide or whatever, ask your ask everyone how they feel about something and then just be like the voice for them. You know, in in any situation because when the survey comes out, you might not be able to think of something, but then, you know, 3 months later, you'll be like oh, this is actually a big issue. I forgot about it when we filled this whole thing out. Yeah, because it's almost like you can't remember, I, at least for me, like when somebody asks me how I feel about it, like I can't come off the top of my head about that stuff. And no. then it's like a Christmas system. Like my dad just asked me, well, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know, shit. <laughs> you you oftentimes come up with critiques by experiencing something yeah. that you think needs improved. Yeah, exactly. So I think also taking notes, um, that's another good thing is so, career progression if you take notes you know so you're taking notes of what you've done good also take notes of what you've experienced both poor and good i guess because you know then what to do and what not to do in the future so say say you have a manager that you just can't stand right you're working for somebody they micromanage you or like just they're not professional enough it's always a learning experience because now you know what not to do when you get in that position Mm. yeah oh yeah so we've been talking about leadership for a little bit and we kind of, I think we kind of like went a little bit off of like from career advancement. So I agree. I wanted to just yeah. say real quick about like career advancement. I think something that I've learned through like research and just like through my own experience is that for career advancement, you have to be really open minded with things that you might be able to do for like your work, like for your work environment and stuff like that. You need to find, if you want to advance in your career, it's, it could be really important to find like a, a niche of like something. So we talk about like innovation a lot, especially in the military, and it's really hard to think about innovation. But if you find something that like up and co- like a new up and coming technology or something like that, and like your company doesn't have it, like doesn't quite understand it, you should go become like 
you should go become an expert on something like that or yeah um at least like in the civilian sector and everything like that um especially lately in the last decade or so people advance a lot faster in their career when they change companies more often and that used to not be the case it used to look really good on a resume if you stayed with the company for a long time yeah. but for a civilian now if like i mean i'm reading an article right now and on average if you the people that stick with the same company throughout their entire life make about 50 percent less really? than those people that like change careers wow. every every two three years or something like that and it's recommended to do that because if you think about it each time you change what company you're working for you're probably changing your job title you're learning a new experience and you're changing that baseline so like say you left one company and you're like a manager at something i don't know what and then you like but like it took you like five years to get there because you started at this one baseline then you move companies you're probably going to start off with a higher pay because they competed to get you and everything like that but your starting baseline is now manager that's what you are now and that yeah. way you can keep going up in that career advancement and it's just like a, it's just like, i mean it's just like stairs if you think about it and you're just yeah. building it up each time you change companies you're starting that new baseline and it it can do a whole lot with your career and that i mean that's what i talked about like being able to change cities and stuff like that too so it's hey for like from omaha like maybe you get really good into like you you're like become like an, a master coder like we have some tech companies here and stuff like that but like say you move from omaha to somewhere like silicon valley or yeah silicon valley or something like that or even las vegas las vegas is booming when it comes to the tech sector right now and you can advance in your career extremely quickly versus somewhere in like omaha so being That's able smart. open-minded like that being able to move around whether it be companies or cities or anything like that that'll be a quick way to advance in your careers and even in the military if you think about it pcsing for us which is just like when we move to another base so like here you might i mean you're you might be like a staff sergeant and like dot for you but if when you pcs you're filling a new spot probably for an ncoic or something like that so you're that's career progression right there but you're still progressing because you're when you're moving you're filling a new slot and that's your new baseline at that new base you start off as an ncoic versus off it you started off as an airman so I, yeah i don't that's know true. that's a good point i that's a good ask or yeah. outlook on that man grow as you go shit you should have started off the episode damn <laughs> Also Damn good to know as someone who doesn't really have a career, cough, cough. <clears throat> but no, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, you know what you need to do to, to progress. You know you can go back to school. You know you can get certs. You can do training stuff. Like, there's options for you. And that's what it's all about. It's not necessarily like you're not going to become a physical therapist. I don't know if that's your goal or not. But Right. And, well, that's... um. That's part of where I want to go with that a little bit was like, I do have different options. There's being a, a physical therapist or a physical therapist aide or um, a, assistant, not aide. So that's, I don't really want to go down those roads necessarily at this point in my life because you're talking another like four to six years of school, especially now that I have credits that have expired. So it's classes that I've already taken that I would have to take again at this point just to be able to move forward with class. So there's other options I can take. And as we talked about a couple weeks ago in the first Smart Goals episode, um, I am looking to get my personal trainer's uh, certificate. Yeah, and that's that's like something to do extra money on the side, you know, like you're able to do that. And maybe you, maybe you network enough and you could do it virtually. I know a ton of people that do that now. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you can just make money doing that and that could be your career. Right. So I guess a good thing for career advancement then, and especially for your case, is to establish a goal for yourself. Right. That way you know what you want, and then you can lay out a pathway of what to do to get there. Yeah. yeah. 
And when you're setting those goals, just like something that I have done, you want to take into consideration, like how much time is this going to take? Is this something that I want to put the amount of time and effort into? And, you know, is it something that I think, you know, again, like goals is realistic. So for me, I just don't think at this point in my life going ahead with like the per, or, uh, the physical therapy license is really a realistic goal because now I'd be starting myself out at like 33, 34 years old. Gotcha. So yeah, touching back on the uh, establishing the the networking, that's a very good thing to do. So you got so you can do a lot of extracurriculars, so a lot of volunteering, a lot of um, going out. So I'm actually being a PTL for my work center and I'm taking charge of other people's physical fitness. That's a, that's a good way to kind of put yourself on top. It gets you a noticing. It gets you a, what's the word? It gets people to notice you. High vis. High visibility. There it is. No. <laughs> uh, volunteering is a very good way to step out and get outside of your comfort zone meet new people. Again, high visibility. People see you taking leadership roles they see you uh being outgoing and that's a good way to set yourself apart and actually advance your career the more people you know the better you can advance your career because that what it's not so much of what you know is who you know that is actually a very good way to advance yourself Mm. and yeah that's honestly i i feel like the who you know will get you further in life than the what you know not to say the what you know is not important but the who you know is really how other people kind of reach out and get you where you need to be or where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think Jared said it in the past for, I mean, other things, especially goals and everything. But try and find a mentor. So, like, whatever you want to do, whether it be, like, like it, you might want to have a career change or even in your current career, find a mentor. Find that leader that you can literally ask all the questions you want to who has been in your position before ask them like i mean you said it before too chris ask your supervisor like hey what do i need to do to advance like this but that's still part of networking so i think finding a mentor whether what like no matter what it could be i think is really important you know that's a good point i just realized talking about this you just brought that up i don't have a mentor anymore no everyone i looked up to in the squadron is gone now oh man shit time to find a new mentor i I don't like anyone (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't really Anyone above me right now? I mean, it is what it is. Look out, then. You don't have to stick with, like, in your, like, for us in the military, you don't have to stick in your squadron. There's someone else, like, that you can, like, go search around. That's true. You can always find someone. There's even a website for it. I think there's somewhere in the portal that you can go to uh, (laughs) www.findmementor.com. Yeah, there's like a Tinder profile for finding a mentor. (laughs) You invent that. Plenty of mentors. That is, that is important. Um, that's something I didn't realize I was lacking until just now. Like, so I've been going through a lot of questions with my career and I haven't asked anybody. I just try to be dealing with it on my own. Yeah. So that's important. Maybe I'm going to reach out. I'm going to find someone to talk to about that. So, I mean, I know for me, I didn't have a mentor for a long time in the air force, but I mean, we, both you and I, we had the same supervisor for a little bit and I looked at him as a mentor. I mean, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He was great. And I think he, he taught me so much when it comes to my career in the air force and how to advance in my career and just how to look better as a person in general. And it changed like my like everything I thought about the Air Force, just talking to this one person. Yeah, because he was so professional and him himself he wasn't telling you to go do this stuff to get noticed for nothing. Because he was doing it too and he had done what he's telling you to do. And he's gotten far in life. 
And so that was very important to look up to, both in the Air Force and outside of the Air Force. Like financially, he was very smart with that too. He was like helping me out about real estate and stuff like that. Like just a genuinely great guy to talk to and look up to. And he's not in our squadron anymore, and I forgot all about him. So maybe I'll reach out to him. <laughs> I will yeah. reach out to him because I, I like him a lot. Why not? Yeah. And I, I talking about like networking as well, I think it's perfectly fine to go outside of your career and try and find like maybe a side hustle or anything like that. Personally, me, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license just because that's one more Ooh. thing that I can do. One, I'll, that, that'll, be, that'll teach me a lot <clears throat> going through the process of getting that license. I'll learn a whole lot from that, but like I'm sure all the people that I'll meet along the way, that'll open up so many doors for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just one more thing that I can do. And who knows, maybe I have a passion for it. Like you never know. You do have a passion for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about her message a little bit more. Ready? So networking, success, failures, professionalism, and we already talked about diversity quite a bit. So what else can we talk about for her message? Hmm. And so directly, I don't think we talked about because th- this this woman is in the it's in the Air Force or in the military at least. So we didn't really talk about how exactly how you progress or how you advance in terms of rank in the military. So in the military, all that really matters is your performance reports, which we already kind of talked about, and then also how you test. And right. testing is a very very big per- portion of it. Yeah, and I'm studying mm-hmm. right now for my next test for my promotion. So. Those EPRs, that evaluation, get noticed. I mean, you can be a dirtbag and not do your job. Unfortunately, this is how it works in the Air Force, at least. Uh, you cannot do your job, but if you volunteer, you know, you check these boxes, you look good on paper. You look really good on paper. Yeah. You need to be aware of that. I'm not saying be a dirtbag and do that and just do that, looking out for yourself. Be that good person. Be that overall good mentor for people and have someone look up to you as you look up to someone else and then check those boxes and people will notice that people will vouch for you say like joey mentioned volunteering and we mentioned he mentioned becoming a ptl i was a ufpm so i ran the whole fitness like i ran everything for our squadron fitness wise and that looked really good like everyone would come to me take a day randy (laughs) everyone would come to me and ask me questions about their testing uh, like, and then I would deal with paperwork if people failed. And it, I, I had one-on-ones with a commander all the time. So I got that FaceTime. I got that high vis we were talking about. And it was great. Just taking those extra steps, you know, taking on more responsibility. And if you struggle, no one's going to be like, well, you signed up for that dickhead. They're going to be like, all right, well, like, can we help you? Like, I know you're taking out a lot. Um, what can we do to help? That's how it is. Yeah, so find a skill and find a skill that you can use within your workplace and do something like become a PTL. It's something, it's a change of responsibility that doesn't come with a pay increase. However, it's good progression that will oftentimes lead to the advancement that you want. So the progressive progressive stuff that you want is, are like the things that you put on your EPR, like the bullets for volunteering or becoming a PT leader or running even like running the snack bar or something like that that you know, things like that you can, department <laughs> things like that that you can put on your report yeah and, going down a guard and also don't oh, forget oh, i mean i think we're, we've talked about just like per, like professional like development and everything like that don't forget about personal development so like as you're taking on these extra responsibilities at work don't forget like maybe 
like if if you're if you want to learn something like a new skill don't forget you can go to school you can you can go get more certs you can do whatever you want you can literally just when you go home instead of playing on your phone chris i'm kidding (laughs) call out you could you could just i mean if you when you're playing on your phone why don't you just like watch youtube videos and try and learn something new yeah education is free nowadays there's so much that you can do in your free time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if someone brought this up to me one time, I think I was in like ALS, we had this conversation, but like, it was like, is it okay? Like when you get off of like an eight hour shift, is it perfectly okay to like, just go home and just watch TV for the rest of the night? No. And personally, I, I'm not okay with that. And like, some people are like, Som- sometimes you just need to do that. And sometimes you probably do. But when I think about it, it's just like, us as humans we didn't always have these things like tv sometimes like us as humans we worked all the time and i think we have that ability in us so when you go home after you work that eight hour day or whatever when you go home there's so much more that you can do you can educate yourself you can go and Mm -hmm. do with these extra tasks in your life and once you especially like once you start adding those things to your life it becomes the norm instead of going home and watching six hours of tv and just going to bed and restarting that cycle and you know i i feel like that's something that people tell themselves to make it seem like it's okay to be lazy and to just watch eight hours of Netflix. I think that's something people tell themselves because a majority of the time and a majority of people don't need to relax. You don't need to. Yeah, you can tell yourself that so you can be complacent and then not do anything. But yeah, it's important to kind of like seek higher education or uh, for like for Air Force bases, you can go to... um, what is what is that resource for uh, like classes and stuff? Education center. Well, no, I'm not talking about school. I'm talking about like um, there's emotional like intelligence courses and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, Seminars. Yeah. Oh and yeah, stuff they like have that. a ton of courses that people pay big money for. Or or for us, I mean, at least I know I got a license for it. But like us, uh, at least at our base, we're trying to get something called like digital university, which is just basically like it's just I mean you can buy the stuff yourself, but it's like Udemy and Pluralsight. They're just online resources which just opens up a bunch of like classes and videos and coursework for you. It's an, I think it's like $500 a year, but like my, our work center is giving us these licenses. Oh yeah. That way we can just watch these videos. And it's just like, for me, it's just like I can watch these videos and it could be me learning like how to get a new certification. It might not help me in my current career or something like that. Like, I mean, I'm sure it would getting these certifications that might look good on paper and everything. But I mean, this is an additional thing that I can do. I'm not, I mean, if I have free time, why not? Yeah. And if you don't know, like, who provides these courses or these classes or the seminars or whatever, ask around. You know, we, we've talked about it a couple times so far about finding a mentor um, and then finding leadership and just, like, asking them questions. Ask them these questions, you know. Don't be afraid to walk up to uh, a superior or, you know, for, for us, maybe it'd be, like, a colonel or something or maybe, like, a lieutenant colonel. And be like, hey, sir, can I take a few minutes of your time to ask you these questions? Like, have the questions ready. Don't waste their time. And if they say no, they say no. Like, but I think a majority of the time they'll they'll give you a couple minutes. Yeah, I'm sure they would that, love that. Like, like they, they would know. absolutely love it. Yeah, they're on, you're on their radar now. Like, oh shit, this kid wants to go exactly. places. Exactly. Yeah. That's smart. Those people, people in those leadership positions, they want to be that mentor. Yeah. They don't like. They want people to ask them these questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It shows it shows them that they're valuable and that people appreciate them. Uh, and that's important to any person, you know? Yeah. So I finished school this year and like I mentioned before, but with our old commander, we got a new commander this year. So I haven't had the talk with him. But our previous one, I sat down 
like there was they, an email was sent out and they said, Hey, if you want one-on-one time with the commander, uh, we'll schedule you in and you can talk about like your career, like where you want to go. And like, he'll listen. So I totally did that. I took full advantage of that. I sat down with him. I said, Hey, sir, like I'm applying for OTS. I want to become an officer. This is my plan. This is what I want to do. And like, that was a year before I applied. He knew like what I was trying to get. And he saw me striving for that goal. So that's really important to just be honest, be like, Hey, I'm trying to get here. Just, just a heads up. Uh, like, and ask them what they need, what you need to do. Like you were talking about. So that's great. It's a great opportunity. Um, and then basically outside of the, your work too, like financially, like we started investing this year a lot, like that's something smart, uh, that's progressing. It's not necessarily only progressing your professional career. Like you can set yourself up for retirement. Like talent's trying to retire early, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like side hustles, just bettering yourself as a whole is it's important. And a lot of people waste time. Like they'll go home. And they'll watch TV for like four hours before they fall asleep, you know, instead go home. And like I started YouTubing on that deployment photography. I learned so much about it. And now I'm YouTubing stock market stuff. I'm investing, you know, like there's so much to learn, so many ways to progress and network. Like you might have someone like for you, example, for you, Talon, for example, holy shit. (laughs) Um, I knew nothing about investing, really. I, I had been doing it, but not quite. I met you. You're really good at it. So like that's networking. And like if we ever moved away, I'm, you're only a phone call away. So it's making those friends and they're going to be with you for life. There's so many different pe- people have so many different hobbies and passions. Like you just meet a plethora of people and you'll you'll have hookups for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, talked about it like in, uh... we, we kind of talked about it a little bit in like lost in your 20s. Um, but especially like this early, like, I mean, we're all in our 20s still. But like this time in our lives, it is the time to progress in our careers. And it is the time like we have the ability to have these side hustles and to have these. If we wanted to, we can have second jobs because we we are young. Like we have the energy and we have the time to do these things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is the time to to grind and to get as far as you can. Because we don't really have a family to take care of yet. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and it could be hard, but like maybe like at times, maybe your social life might need to be a little like put on the back burner and stuff like that. You need to have that balance, of course. But I mean, if it means like you trying to learn a new skill versus like you going out drinking with your friends on Friday night or something like that, it depends on what you want. But you can put that in front of like you can put that forward and you can go and get whatever you want in life. Just put in the time and the energy for it. And don't be I don't like don't be closed minded into like the career that you're currently at. At any time, you can learn a new skill and and just like it for free, especially nowadays with the Internet. You can learn anything for free. Oh, yeah. You don't need a certification. You don't need a degree behind this. As long as you can prove that you know what you're doing. Like for me, like for me, I want to be a computer engineer and or like for a little while, I want to be a software engineer. So like just software development and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And a degree helps. But in a lot of for a lot of companies in their resumes for like software, for example, your resume could just be like you building a program you don't need a degree as long as you can prove that you have the skill that's all you need in life then you could do that for free man that's such a good point (laughs) kind of going back to when we were talking about um asking a superior about like you know courses and stuff that's actually something i do in my job all the time and now again i can't really necessarily get a promotion from my position but 
I can progress in my position. One of the things that I often do is I'll go to my bosses and ask if there's a course I can take to be able to do something to make me more valuable. And I think that's a concept that, you know, that's another one that's easily translatable into the civilian world where it's just, you know, if you want to try and whether it's progress or even get a promotion and advance in your career, you need if and you don't know how to find these things out. Don't just try and go out your own, like go and ask your bosses, because just like you guys said with your superiors, you know, they like to see that they like to see that you're putting in the time and effort, you know, to try and advance yourself. I like that because your your like your workplace might need like a position filled or you're like your boss might be like they might have an idea and they want someone to like to take this on and asking that question I mean immediately they're like okay yeah you want to lead this and like they have this I mean whether it might be like for us in the air force like I know for me I took like a suicide prevention course and I just did that on my own but like in the civilian world like you might be like hey I I want to be able to help the workplace. And it's like, do you mind if I spend, if I take two, like maybe two days and go to this course or something like that? And I can bring back all of these skills and you're, I mean, right. talking to your boss, like it, it just opens up that conversation. Yeah. Mm. And on top of that, um, wow, totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, on top of that, you know, especially when you look at like the times that we're all having right now with COVID and everything, you know, unfor- like the unfortunate matter is like people have lost their jobs over this. And a lot of it probably comes down to, you know, if we're picking between two people, who are we going to keep? It's like, all right, well, this person just kind of does their thing and comes to work. But this person has this certification and has this course that they've taken. And they're always asking me about, you know, what other things they can do. So at the end of the day, when it's choosing between, you know, when there's cutbacks and they're choosing between picking two people, they're going to pick the person who has more under their belt and who is more driven. Right. You want to be that person to step up and be the outstanding one, because as you said, when those times comes, when you're working for a company that might fall on hardships, that means you're going to be the one to stick around. And like you said, always, always talk to your, the upper people. And see what you can do. The to upper do people. More huh? for the, <laughs> the upper, yeah, the upper people. I was about to laugh at that too. <laughs> nice. The, the higher the ups. Up. There you go. <laughs> Talk to your higher ups, whether it be civilian, military, no matter what it is. Uh, see what more you could do for your the company, the, who you work for. And just always be driven. Uh, the people who are driven are the ones that will go further in the company. And that's how you're going to advance your career. You got to say, hey, is there any courses that I know we've already talked on a bunch, but yeah, is there any courses? Is there anywhere that you can send me? I know certain companies will send people across country uh, to do any kind of course or just work for a different branch or something like that. And then again, they come back with extra knowledge. And those are the people, the ones who are constantly driven that are going to be able to advance higher in the and they're higher more in their career. Yeah, a lot more valuable. Yeah. So today we talked about, I hope we answered her, her message fully. I think we did. Uh, I mentioned we couldn't really talk about being a, a female in the military. Like, I just am not familiar with that. Future episode. Yeah, we, we'll get a guest on for you for that. So I got a few female maintainers. Okay. That, you done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrapping it up. That's sick, bro. All right. Yeah, go on. Be full wrap that up. We're going to do a lot of editing on this one. Um, I'll just start over. I'm starting over. So, yeah, hopefully we answered your message uh, to the best of our 
abilities. I know being a female, we don't really have that experience to talk about, but we'll get someone on for that in a future episode. Um, so yeah, just reaching out, you know, going above and beyond, taking out on those additional duties and making it known that you want to progress and having those clear cut goals on how to get where you want to go. You know what you need to do. Um, so it's, it's very important. Just have that clear communication and diversity, you know, have that. If once you do get in that spot, have that, you know, send out a survey like we do in the Air Force. You know, how am I doing? Like, is there anything you would change if you could? And having that communication being on the same level with your coworkers and subordinates, like, you'll go far. And people will notice that and really look up to you as a mentor. And that's hopefully we answered your question. All right, guys, this has been Lessons Learned. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and go follow our other social media pages linked in the description from all of us here at Lessons Learned. Have a good day and see ya! See ya.